the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Seems like I ran into a lot of things that had to do with vision and sight over the last few weeks since I started looking at today's gospel lesson. I had to go to the eye doctor. I talked to somebody who had eye surgery. I saw somebody who had a seeing eye dog. You know, I was thinking about all the people with macular degeneration in the congregation. Just a lot of things about vision and sight and thinking what a blessing it is to have sight. In the gospel lesson for today, it's all about people being able to see and people being blind. It's the story of Jesus healing the man who was born blind. It starts out with the disciples and Jesus looking at this guy who normally begs for his living. And the disciples say to Jesus, Now, who do you think it was that sinned? Was it this guy or was it his parents that sinned, that he was born blind? They assumed, as did almost everybody at that time, that if something bad happened to you, that must mean you're a big sinner. So the rule kind of was uh, good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. And that's why the book of Job in the Old Testament was so surprising. It's one of the first books actually written down is to say, no, here's a guy who is faithful. He's a, a good guy. And yet all these terrible things are happening to him. Jesus' answer to the disciple is to say, it's neither one. It's not him. It's not his parents. This stuff just happens in a sinful world. But it does give an opportunity for the glory of God to show through. So then he decides he's going to heal the man. He spits on the ground, mixes up a little bit of mud, puts it on his eyelids, and he says, all right, now go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he does that. And when he washes the mud off his eyes, lo and behold, he can see. And it's, and, you know, it's, it's a great thing, a great healing miracle. And then people start talking about it. So in this lengthy gospel lesson, you have two verses that describe the healing and 39 verses that describe the argument about the healing. So then people say, Is, isn't this the guy that, was the, the, that used to beg, the guy blind from birth? And they said, well, um, I don't know if he's the guy. He's the guy who looks like the guy. And the man formerly blind says, no, I'm the guy. I am the, it's, I am the guy. Well, then they said to him, the religious leaders found out about this. And then the argument begins there, the interrogation. And they say, now, <clears throat> uh, how did this happen? And who did this? And uh, how did he go about doing this? And he said, well, I don't know. It was just a guy. A guy. And he uh, mixed up some mud, put it on my eyes, and told me to go wash it off. And I did, and I can see. And they went, oh, wait a minute. What's that again? He, he mixed yeah, yeah, he mixed some spit and mud and, put, and dirt and made mud and put it. Oh, he mixed. Well, okay, we know he's got to be a big sinner because mixing is considered, according to the bylaws, working. And this is the Sabbath. He's working on the Not working on the Sabbath. Yeah, he's working on this. Well, he's got to be a big sinner then. And the formerly blind man says, well, I don't know about that. All I know is I was blind and now I see. Well, then the religious leaders thought, well, okay, let's go talk to his parents. So they went and talked to his parents. He said, now, is this your son, and was he blind from birth, and how did this happen then that he can see? And the parents went, well, yeah, he is our son, 
and he is was blind from birth but as far as how he sees uh, we don't know anything about that you ask him he's of age at talk to him because they were afraid of getting kicked out of the synagogue because anybody who had anything to do with Jesus was kicked out of the synagogue and sure enough uh, they thought that could happen and it did happen to the formerly blind man as the story goes on so then they come back and they say a second time all right now now, now, now tell us how this happened. What, what did, who was this guy and what did he do? I already told you this. He said, what, why are you asking me this again? Do you want to become one of his disciples? Oh, that's it. Oh, 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 you're one of those, huh? You're a disciple of his. Well, now we know what the real deal is here. Certainly he is a big, big sinner. We can all tell that. And the guy again repeats and said, uh, he must be from God. Because all I know is, I was blind, and now I see. So this whole big argument, which goes on for 39 verses, it's all nitpicking about how it happened on the Sabbath. The whole issue of, look, a tremendous miracle has taken place. And a man who had struggled all his life and had to beg could now see and could work and see who his family It's a great miracle, but no, no focus on that. It's all the nitpicking bylaws again. And so then Jesus comes up to the guy. He found out he was kicked out of the synagogue. He comes up to him. He says, do you know who healed you? He says, no. Jesus said, it was me. It was me. Do you believe in me? He said, yes, I believe. And he said, well, I came into the world so that those people who are blind can see. And those people who can see will become blind. And then the Pharisees say to him, with tremendous irony which is all through the gospel of john they say well you're not saying that we're blind are you <laughs> and the answer to that is oh yes i am and oh yes you are you are spiritually blind with your your legalism has blinded you to the grace and the, and the mercy of god blind spots what does this have to do with today well we we all have blind spots. And sometimes there are blind spots between us and God, what we're doing there. And sometimes there are blind spots between us and other people. Uh, it could be, in fact, that maybe somebody uh, recognizes your tone is pretty hostile. You're talking to your wife or uh, somebody in the family, and they're saying, wow, what's all this hostility? I'm not hostile. <laughs> really? Because it kind of sounds like you are. Or maybe it's uh, somebody else that we're blind to their needs. They, they uh, are, are hurting and they need us and we just kind of go on by. Or maybe we're blind to the critical tone we use with our kids or with our grandkids when they're you know, running around being kids. And, we're, and we, we got that critical sort of tone to it. Well, they, they can pick that up. So what are we blind to in our lives? How, how many times have people said, well, that's, that's kind of the way you're coming across. No, I'm not. Well, when you've got a dozen people telling you the same thing, that that's the way you're coming across, it could be, that's the way you're coming across. You know, if one person walks by and admires your tail, you can kind of blow that off. But if a dozen people admire your tail, you at least ought to turn around and take a peek. Look and see what your blind spot is. One man... Uh, that I read about in history who had spiritual blindness but received his sight again 
was a guy by the name of John Newton. He was born in 1740. His father was a, a, a captain of a, a tall-masted sailing vessel. He was out there on the ship with him. A big storm came. He got washed overboard, and they assumed he was lost and drowned. But actually, another ship came behind. He was able to stay afloat long enough. They picked him up. It was a slave ship. And John Newton learned then the slave trade through that, and he be became a slaver. And one day he was reading scripture, and he was reading a devotion by Thomas Akempis called The Imitation of Christ. And as he read that, the Spirit got to him, got to his heart, and he realized that slavery was just plain wrong. That you can dress it up all you want and say that society allows it and, you know, it's part of the fabric of our society. It doesn't make any difference. It's just wrong. And he decided that he was going to stop the slavery stuff. And he did. And then he talked against slavery everywhere he went for the rest of his life. God gave him sight where he was formerly blind. And he wrote about it in a song. And the song goes like this. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. He was blind, but now he sees. And so do we sometimes. Amen. Okay? How'd that go? party. Yeah. This is going to be a weird thing we're going to have to do every once in a while.